book lessons. I'm your resident comic book nerd, Beth. And this lesson is going to be one of two episodes on two green lanterns. And this first episode is going to be probably my least one of my least favourite green lanterns, I'm going to be honest. And it this that is Hal Jordan. I don't really want to go into why I don't like Hal Jordan. I've just never been a fan of him, you know. He just seems like one of those idiots. Am <laughs> nope. No, 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 no. I'm not even going to try because he just seems like a drunk idiot. Now, anyway, on to the start in the lesson. We will going into so how Jordan, who is the second Green Lantern of Earth, is a character and a superhero that that is part of the DC universe. He was created in 1959 by writer John Broom and artist Gil Kane. And he would first appear in Showcase number 22 in October 1959. Uh, Jordan was a reinvention, if you will, of a Green Lantern that appeared in the 1940s comic books. And this character was went by the name of Alan Scott. Now, if you want an episode on Alan Scott, let me know when I come back from my break. I might be able to do some recordings, but, you know, I'll be taking a break in general. Now, Hal Jordan was a former combat pilot who worked for Ferris Aircraft as a test pilot and he was become a member and occasional leader of an intergalactic police force by the name of the Green Lantern Corps, as well as become a founding member of the Justice League, which is DC's most famous superhero team alongside heroes. Enemy, such as Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman and he would fight evil across the universe with a ring that grants him a variety of superpowers which we'll talk about further on but he is usually portrayed as the protect one of the pr many protectors of Sector 2814 which is the sector where Earth is <sighs> his powers come from this a power ring and the Green Lantern battery, which is in the hands of someone capable, which in the hands of someone capable of overcoming great fear, allows the user to channel their will, to into creating all manner of fantastic, great constructs. So how would you use this power to fly, even through the vacuum of space, to create swords and shields and lasers, and to construct his Green Lantern costume? which protected his secret identity in his civilian life when he was on Earth. So Jordan and all the other Green Lanterns would monitor, were monitored and empowered by the, the, at the time, mysterious Guardians of the Universe, who were developed from an idea that was created years before in a story featuring a superhero called Captain Comet in Strange Adventures number. 22 in July 1952, entitled Guardians of the Clockwork Universe. So they just nicked that, basically. Now, this dynamic would change in the 1990s, when he would appear as a villain. The, the storyline, Emerald Twilight, would see a traumatised Jordan, who was 
because of the destruction of his hometown coast city would adopt the name Parallax. Now this will happen during the storyline Reign of the Supermen, I think. It was in the main Easy Boy. He was on in space at the time when it happened. And he threatened to destroy the universe. In subsequent years, he would be rehabilitated first by seeing Jordan seek redemption for his corrupt actions as Parallax and by later revealing that Parallax was in fact an evil cosmic entity that corrupted Jordan and took control of his actions. Now between his stint as Parallax and his return to DC Comics as a hero once more, the, the character also briefly served as the Spectre, which is a supernatural character in DC's comic stories that acts as God's wrathful angel on Earth. I might do an episode on the Spectre. Now... After the success in 1956 in reviving the Golden Age character, The Flash, DC editor Julius Swartz would look, was looking forward to recreating the Green Lantern from the Silver Golden Age of comic books. Now, drawing from his love of sci-fi, Swartz would in, intended to show this new Green Lantern in a more modern light enlisted in the help of writer John Broome and artist Gil Kane, who in 1959 would recreate Green Lantern to the world in, in showcase number 22 in October 1959 by creating Hal Jordan. Now the character would be a success and it was quickly decided to follow up his free issue run on showcase with a self-titled series. Green Lantern number one would begin in July August 1960 and will continue until nine until 89 in April May 1972 so 12 years he had a solo series wow now starting in issue 17 Gardner Fox would join the book to share writing duties with John Broom and the quarter would of Swartz Broom Fox and Kane would remain the creative team until 1970 that's a long time. <laughs> now, starting with number seven, issue number 76 in 1970, Dennis O'Neill would take over scripting, and Neil Adams, who had drawn the cover for, 90, for issue 63, he would become the, art, the series as artist. Now, O'Neill and Adams had already begun preparation for the classic run in real form of their reworkings of another super DC superhero, the Green Arrow. <sighs> now, in a re introduction to the 1983 reprinted of the O'Neill's and Adam's run, O'Neill would explain that he wondered if he could represent his own political beliefs in comics and take on social issues of the night, late 60s and the early 70s. Now O'Neill would devise the idea of portraying how Jordan, effectively an intergalactic law enforcement officer, as an establishment gradualist liberal figure against Oliver Queen, who was the Green Arrow at the time, who O'Neill had characterised as a lusty, outspoken arcanist who would stand in for the counterculture movement. 
and the first of these socially motivated Green Lantern Green Arrow stories was written by Gil Kane, slated to be the artist, but Crane dropped out and was replaced by Adams. And the stories would tackle questions of power, racism, sexism and exploitation and it remained viewed in the comics community as the first socially conscious superhero stories. Now despite the work that was going on, he, the sales had been in major decline at the time Green Arrow was brought in as a co-star and their stories would fail to revive the sales figures. Now, Green Lantern would be cancelled with Vishun for 89 in April-May 1972. And the climatic story arc of the Green Lantern Green Arrow series were published as a backup feature in The Flash 217 through 219, in sharp contrast to the socially relevant tales which preceded it, the story centred on emotional themes, with Green Arrow struggling to deal with the guilt of that to kill the man. Now, Green Lantern would appear to appear would continue to appear in the backup stories of the Flash from 1972 until the Green Lantern Green Lantern title was resumed in 1976. Now, in Green Lantern issue number 151 in April 1982 to 172 in January 1984, Green Jordan would be exiled into space for a year. And the Guardians in order to prove his loyalties to the Green Lantern Corps, having been accused of paying too much attention to Earth, where he had an entire sector to, of the cosmos to patrol. Now, when he would return to Earth, he would find himself embroiled with in a dispute with Carol Ferris, who is like his lovey dovey, you know, like Wally's lightning rodder's blunder. Barry's is the iris. What well, house I think is Carol's. Oh, she's a fawn in his bloody side. One of the two. Now, when he's faced with a choice between love and the ring, Jordan resigned from the core, and the Guardians would call Jordan's backup John Stewart. John Stewart, I might do, is not the Green Lantern I'm going to be doing an episode on, surprisingly. I know most of you are probably going to be surprised at that choice, but you will find out when I release the next episode which Green Lantern I'm doing, and it ain't John Stewart, so you can have a guess. <laughs> now, in 1985, the Crisis on Infinite Earth storyline rebooted most of DC's characters' continuity, saw Jordan take up the mantle of Green Lantern again. And a new core with seven members of residing on Earth contained several aliens, John Stewart and Guy Gardner. I'm not commenting on if it's Guy Gardner or not. I'm going to be doing the next episode on. <laughs> You're gonna have to guess. You have because Stuart's ruled out. You've got five more to guess which one it could be because it's because I'm doing Jordan right now and I've ruled out John Stewart. So. Kind of time to start to guess it. So anyway, so he, Jordan would later become involved, romantically involved with an alien lantern called Arissa, for which he came under fire due to Arissa being a teenager. Now the alien lanterns take a more direct hand in humans' affairs. 
a fact that was not appreciated by human government. And eventually the Earth Corps breakup, several members returning to their home sectors and the Guardians soon returned to their dimension and Jordan would work with them to rebuild the fractured core. <sighs> now during this time, the character's origin would be retold and expanded in a two limited series by Keith Giffen, Gerard, I think it's pronounced, Jones, and James Owsley, Demeril Dawn and Emerald Dawn too. Now, the first series expanded the role of the core in its origin and also provided more details about his childhood and the relationship with his father and brothers. While the, the sequel will detail the role of Jordan in the downfall of Sinestro. Now we get into the nitty gritty of the 90s. As most people would say, the enemy of the DC universe, which was apparently the 90s. They can go screw themselves. I don't know, because I'm not a 90s kid. I'm a 2000s baby. I'm a decade too young. <laughs> now, anyway, in the 1992 format graphic novel, Green Lantern Gambit's Tale, how Jordan would first encounter Gambit, who is one of the guardians of the universe. Now, Gambit has a role in another Green Lantern story, but I'm not saying which Green Lantern, because I want you to guess which one I'm going to be doing next. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm playing a guessing game with this, guys. Now, anyway, Gambit would ask Hal to help him battle a renegade guardian who had attempted to use a time machine to change history. Now, jump into 1993 and the Reign of the Superman storyline. The alien tyrants to Mongol and his forces would destroy Coast City, and which was Hal Jordan's former home. And they, they would murder all of its seven million inhabitants. Well, and Jordan was off-world at the time. So when he, he angered, he would fly to Engine City and he would attack Mongol, eventually knocking him out with Steel's hammer. And this would lead into Emerald Twilight, which saw him use his power ring to recreate Coast City. And this is where we meet, and this is when we get a new Green Lantern. <laughs> now, anyway, now in the process, as an instrument in the process of overcoming his grief, and he and talking to ring created versions of its old girlfriend and parents. Now, after his ring's power expired, the projection of a guardian would appear and admonish him for using the ring for personal gain, and he, they tell him to basically get his butt to Oa, which was the home, which is the home world of the guardians, and the no, and the the Green Lantern Corps. I nearly said the Nova Corps, but that's nothing to do with this, and that's Marvel for disciplinary action. Now, angered at what he sees, the Guardian's ungrateful and callous behaviour, Jordan absorbed the power energy from the Guardian's projection, goes insane and he'd attack Oa to seize the full power of the central power battery, the source of power for all the Green Lanterns, defeating and then severely injuring several members of the Green Lantern Corps in the process, taking the power rings as well as of his own, 
and leaving them to die in space. So he'd be wearing all these random rings, rings and look like a kid from the 90s. I don't know what a kid in the 90s looked like, because like I said, I wasn't alive yet. <laughs> no, anyway. <clears throat> he arrived on Oa and killed Kilowog, Sinestro and all the Guardians except for Gamfit, who was protected by other Guardians and survived without Jordan's knowledge. He then renounced his life as Green Lantern, adopted the name Parallax after after absorbed in the power battery's vast powers. Oh, now we're going to talk about what went on after this. Now, Gamfit would give the, a new ring to Kyle Rayner. Yay, Kyle Rayner, one of my favourite Green Lanterns. And he would replace Jordan as the Green Lantern of Earth when Rayner came into possession with the last power ring, which was created from the shattered remains of Jordan's. I said that I wouldn't name them, but, you know, I'm not going to say whether it's Rayner either. I'm going to be doing the episode on it's a surprise now anyway guy gardner another green lantern had visions of the green lantern's cause destruction and his yellow power rings for energy being powered by residual green lantern energy started to fluctuate and soon after gardner would go to goa to investigate he would take martian manhunter Darkstar, a.k.a. Ferrin Colas, the Ray, Wonder Woman, Captain Atom, Alan Scott and Arissa with him. And Jordan would use the element of surprise and attack and easily defeat them. And he would leave Guy Gardner in a coma. <laughs> Pardon me. Anyway, <laughs> Guy Gardner, let's just say he's had a lot of head injuries. But <laughs> he ain't. I'm not saying whether the next episode's going to be him. I'm not going to say. I'm not cracking. I'm sorry, guys. You're going to have to wait and see. Anyway. After the battle, Jordan would send them all back to Earth, warning them to leave him alone in the future. But not long after, Parallax would attempt to rewrite history to his own liking with the help of Extant in the universe-wide crossover, Zero Hour, crisis in time. Now Parallax would destroy the Time Trapper and attempt to make, remake the universe into a perfect peaceful place, causing time destruction throughout the universe. Now Superman, Kyle and Metron would call upon Earth's heroes to stop the mysterious disturbances and Jordan and Extant were eventually defeated when Hal exhausted most of his power from both fighting and manipulating the time stream. Because he think, thought he was good and he could do two things at once. But when have you known a man to multitask? Now anyway. Green Arrow would then take up advantage of Jordan's strange state. And he would shoot an arrow into Jordan's chest. Which essentially killed him, I think. Now Jordan would make a brief and redemptory of appearance as Parallax in the 1996 miniseries crossover storyline Vinyl Night, apparently sacrificing himself to combat a threat to the solar system. That's a bit hypocritical coming from Jordan considering he was trying to ruin the universe not so bloody long ago. Anyways, (laughs) 
1999 miniseries Day of Judgment, Jordan would become the newest incarnation of the Spectre, releasing, which was released from Purgatory after a fallen angel attempted to take that power. As soon after assuming this mantle, Jordan chose to bend his mission from a mission, spirit of vengeance to one of redemption, also making other appearances through some of DC's comics' other storylines, such as advising Superman during the Joker's Empress Joker storyline, where the Joker stole the reality warp powers of Mister. Mazinkle? Stinkle? I don't know how it's pronounced. And to raise all knowledge of Wally West's identity of the Flash after his terrible first battle with Zoom, which we talked about briefly in the Wally West episode. We did not so long. That I did not so long ago. Which led to his wife miscarrying the child, his twins and her, their twins. He would also appear in the two four-part story arc in the series Legends of the DC Universe in the issues 33 to 36. Anyway. A new series based on this premise, titled The Spectre Volume 4, ran for 27 issues from 2001 to 2003. In it, Jordan would lose his beloved brother, Jack Jordan, to a supernatural assassin. Now, after the series ended, Jordan was forced to return temporarily to the Spectre's mission of vengeance, following a confrontation between the New Justice Society of America and the Spirit King, who was an old foe of the Spectre and Mr. Terrific, who had managed to resurrect the ghosts of all those the Spectre had damned to hell, where Jordan's attempt to turn the Spectre's mission into redemption weakened his hold on the damned until Jordan accepted his original mission of vengeance. Now, during the Identity Crisis storyline, Green Arrow would visit Jordan at his grave, asking to exact revenge on Sue Dimly's killer. I might do an episode on Identity Crisis, but I don't know. Anyway... Although how New admitted knowing who the culprit was, he refused as a spectre to a higher purpose, and implying to Oliver that the killer would eventually be caught, <sighs> explaining the spectre's inaction. <sighs> Jordan has a long history, so... <laughs> now in the... Green Lantern's Rebirth's miniseries that brought Jordan back to life and made him a Green Lantern again in, and in a redesigned decor uniform. Now, shortly after the conclusion of Rebirth, DC began to a new Green Lantern series, beginning with a new number one and retconning his past murders and parallax as the result of an intergalactic fear-driven parasite. I think that's a load of rubbish. I think Jordan did it willingly. Because he was just that crazy. <sighs> no. Now the Green Lantern Corps would also be successfully built. Not by Jordan though. <laughs> now despite the revelation that Hal's past villainous activities was because of the influence of a parasite. Many of his fellow officers were unwilling to trust him. 
Even Jordan, on some levels, believed that the reason that Parallax succeeded in possessing him was because he surrendered to it and he acknowledged that he had a dark side. Now, despite being free from Parallax, his experience also led him to occasionally have a lack of confidence and self-doubt. And surprisingly, Jordan would become friends with his successor, Kyle Rayner, after their first battle with Parallax. Because <laughs> I thought if he was going to do a Jason Todd and go crazy at the fact that he was replaced. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I thought he would have done that. Ah. Anyway, now in the new volume, Jordan would move to the nearly deserted Coast City, which was slowly being rebuilt. Now reinstated as a captain in the United States Air Force, Jordan now works in the test pilot program at Edwardson Air Force Base. Now the, Jord- the story- series would re- introduce a new supporting character for Hal, including for a man from his, ma- his and his late father's past, Air Force General Jonathan Herc Stone, who would learn his secret identity during a battle with the Manhunters and act as his ally. He also gained an attraction, a romantic attraction, to his fellow pilot, the beautiful Captain Gillian Cowgirl Pearlman. Now, returning characters also included Carol Ferris, Tom Kalmaku, I think it's called, and Jordan's younger brother, James Jordan, with his sister-in-law, Susan, and their children, Howard and Jane. So everything was back to normal for Hal. Fuck you, Hal, because you did not deserve redemption. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'll discuss it in the, at the end of the episode. Anyway, now in this new title, he would face revamped versions of his Silver Age foes, such as Hector Howard, the Shark, and Black Hand. Now, a new account of Hal's origins was also released as part of this series. Now, in this new origin, Hal Jordan was working as an assistant mechanic under Tom Malaku, sparred and flying due to his in-subcoordination while in the USA, uh, the, Ameri- US, the United States Air Force, and his employer's lingering guilt about his father's death in the line of duty. Now, it would basically stay the same where Greenland's an Abinsur while fighting the villain Atrotis, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, crashed near Coast City. Now, knowing he was close to death, Sir sent his ring to seek a replacement, as all rings do when their wearer is dead, and his seat ring fetched Jordan. Now, Sir would then inform Jordan that he was to replace him as the Green Lantern of Sector 2814. (laughs) I'm going to be here, Ohio, because this is very complicated. Now, Hal and the rest of the Green Lantern Corps would find themselves at war with Sinestro and his army, the Sinestro Corps, during the events of the Sinestro Cohort War. Now, as a... Pardon me. As a native to Earth, as a Green Lantern native to Earth, George Howe would also be featured in the Final Crisis miniseries by Grant Morrison. <sighs> anyway, now in the Agent's Orange story arc, Jordan was 
briefly in command of Agent Origin's power battery after he steals it from power. Agent Origin a battle. Now the orange light of Avarice conversed with Jordan and his costume would change and he would become the new Agent Orange. However, Farfleas would quickly take his power back from Jordan. Oh my lord. <laughs> I said it was complicated. I was flipping serious. <laughs> no, anyway. Jordan was also a character of focus in the new Justice League of America series as a character charter member of the revamped JLA. Now, he is the also involved in the first plotline of the Brave and the Bold monthly series. First teaming up with Batman and then later Supergirl. Now, when teamed up with the fledgling Supergirl, Hal was impressed with his her, her, her cleverness, although he found her flirtatious behaviour somewhat unnerving. <sighs> now, in the Justice League Cry for Justice miniseries, Hal would lead his own Justice League with Green Arrow, Jazan, Supergirl, Congorilla... Starman, Batwoman and the Atom in order to avenge the deaths of ba Man Martian Manhunter and Batman. Now, Jordan would eventually recruit some of the former Titans members for the League's new lineup, including Batman's successor Dick Grayson, Donna Troy and Starfire. I might do episodes on those three when I get round to them. Anyway... Now, during the Blackest Night event, he allied, how would Hal ally himself with six other Grantham Corps during the War of Light? He would find himself facing many of his deceased allies, enemies, and people he failed to save, reanimated as the undead Black Lanterns under the control of the Green Lancers Corps. <laughs> Ancient enemy Necron. So then, basically, Blackest Night is where they were all a load of dead people that were had either been dead or were dead were brought back as basically zombies. Now, anyway, Howard would find himself not only teaming up with Barry Allen, aka the Flash, who we haven't done an episode on him yet, but we might. I might. Who is also resurrecting from his death, but he must also work with his enemies, Sinestro, a a I'm not even a tritus, I think. Laugh, laugh, ladies, and his former lover, Carol Ferris. Now, Jordan would return to Earth temporarily to assign Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz of protecting Earth while he and the rest of the human Green Lanterns were away. He would take their power batteries and fuse them into a single battery to help the two Bonders Lantern partners. Oh, friends! <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, now I've skipped over quite a bit here because I would have been here forever. And quite frankly, Hal's not my most favourite character in the whole world. But anyway, so subsequently during DC Rebirth, Hal would return as Green Lantern again. Now equipped with his self-constructed towering because he was like, I'm going to make my own ring and I was like flipping it Cam what are you doing <laughs> anyway 
So how would take on several yellow lanterns? And it, I'm skipped a bit there. <laughs> Searching for the rest of the green lanterns and hunting down the Sinestro Corps. That's the reason why he made it. He went, I'm making my own flipping ring. Anyway, so how would take on several yellow lanterns before fighting Sinestro and getting injured? He was healed by Sorinic, who is Sinestro's daughter, who is now a yellow lantern like her father. Now, after being healed, he would take on and defeat Sinestro and save Guy Gardner. <laughs> Never thought I'd hear that in the same sentence. Killing, injuring Sinestro, but saving how? <laughs> Guy Gardner. <laughs> when I can get the names right, who <laughs> was being sent torched by Sinestro. Now, how was now the eye? Reunited with the Green Lanterns who had entered the war with the Sinestro Corps. This battle would lead them to the planet of Green Lantern Tom R2. Now as they fought Green... Brainiac shrunk the planet with the lanterns in it. Oh god. Now the shrunken planet would be given to the Grand Collector who turned out to be Farfleas. What are you doing Brainiac? Um, what the hell? Who is the Orange Lantern? How is believed to be dead in the destruction that came after with the shrinking of the planet? He had been transported to the Emerald Space early afterlife for deceased lanterns. Guardians Ganfer and Side, I think it says. Sade, maybe. Call upon White Lantern Gr Kyle Rayner. <laughs> Yay, he actually does something useful, <laughs> for one. I'm not saying he didn't do anything useful, but... The, since how came back, Kyle's kind of been thrown about. Really. And he would rescue Hal. Kyle pulled him out of the emerald space, and the two would meet up with the rest and escape from the shrunken planet. And they would restore the planet. Now, Farfleas would escape with his orange construct lanterns. The green and yellow lanterns would surprisingly form an alliance. And Jordan would also appear in the, Just the Justice League in the Dark Knights Metal miniseries. So, now that we've done all that, let's go on to his powers. Now, as a green lantern, Cow Jordan is semi-invulnerable. Invulnerable, capable of throwing projecting, should I say, hard light constructs, flight, and utilizing serious silver abilities through his power ring, which are only limited by his imagination and willpower. Now, for Jordan as a Green Lantern has exceptional willpower. It's the willpower that basically every other Green Lantern's like, how am I gonna get out of there? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Now, as I mentioned, he was also paralysed. <coughs> Still haven't forgiven you, Jordan. <coughs> anyway, as paralysed, he would be one of the most powerful beings in all of DC. In addition to his normal Green Lantern power, he was also able to manipulate and reconfigure time space to his will. 
and manipulate reality at a large scale, had superhuman strength, which he demonstrated by being able to knock out Superman with one punch, a higher sense of awareness and enhanced durability. Now, as paralyzed, he was still able to be harmed just as easily as a normal Green Lantern, but seemed to be able to endure more physical punishment. Now, while Hal Jordan was paralyzed, he was never defeated by physical force. All of his very few defeats were of a changed mental state during or after a battle, which were usually the result of his own conscious. And he would just give up, leave the battle, and hide away because he's a giant chicken. <laughs> so that's it. That is basically the that is basically how Jordan all wrapped in one. He's a giant chicken when it comes to being parallax, is what I found out. <laughs> Never thought I'd hear chicken and how Jordan. But I'm not too surprised because <laughs> he is a chicken. Now, moving on to a discussion. Why do I think how who managed to stay relevant all these years? I think he stayed the same. I don't think... I think he should have, like, at least... Changed at the sign of the times, you know? He just seems very old-fashioned, in my opinion. So I don't know how he's still popular, but he is, and... Yada, yada, yada. Do I think how should have stayed dead after the final night? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I think he should have. I think they should have just wrapped it all up and gone. He's had his time. Let's focus on this new Green Lantern. Let's focus on Kyle for a bit, you know? But instead, they brought him back. And I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I was a baby. I was a child. I was like too free but as I got older and I realised I was like what have you done? Why? And it's probably my opinion because I adore Kyle Rayner even though he's not the Green Lantern I grew up with but oh well I've read a few of his issues I've read a little bit of Hal Jordan but I've not been a big fan but anyway, I do think he should have stayed dead after final night. I'm going to be honest. I think they should have left him at that and carried on with the Green Lantern legacy, you know? So that's it really. That is the disc that is my episode of On How Jordan All Wrapped Up. Now, if you want to know which Green Lantern is going to be done for my next episode, you're going to have to find out. And then after that, I'm going to be going over to Patreon and doing a debate about the two Green Lanterns, about how and the other Green Lantern I'm going to be doing. So, until next time, bye!